Cities. Good morning, pet appreciators, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's Kathy Menard here, your host. Um, and I usually say that Dr. Nicole Perold is our co-host, um, our wonderful co-host, but she is off today. Um, and she said, oh, Kathy, I'll be on next week. But you know what? I think it's Labor Day next weekend. I think. I'm not sure. But um, but anyways, so um, obviously she will be on again, um, but just not um, this Sunday. So it's me, myself, and I, and all of you, um, and I hope that you're having a great weekend. You know, I was thinking, have to change plans a little bit today. Maybe some of you do as well, just with the weather. Um, might not be quite of a, a good outdoor day as it was yesterday, but um, so in my mind, in the back of my mind, because you know pet appreciators with my business, The Urban Dog constant dogs all the time, sometimes cats. And so um, always making, you know, adjustments. And so in my mind, I'm like, not so much thinking about outdoor activities. And, you know, when I get back to my building, but what about indoor activities today? And what things were I was I going to do outside with the dogs that I could do inside, you know? Um, um, if you were looking forward to a great day of catch or fetch, fetch and catch whatever um, with your pup. It might not be the best day for that, but what can you do inside to help burn some of that energy? Um, but anyways, that's where my mind is at, pet appreciators. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Um, yep, that's my whole life, whatever. So, But anyways, I hope you're having a great weekend. You know, um, uh, I was reading that there, and, and you probably know all of this as well, Oh, and before I want to tell you what, what about reading, I just want to say it's, again, me, myself, and I, and you, which means I would love callers today, 952-946-6205. Again, it's 952-946-6205, and our wonderful engineer can get you on, on the air. But, you know, please, no medical questions, because I am so not a veterinarian. That is so Dr. Nicole's pitch, but... um. Uh, not pitch, but her her thing. So um, we'll just have to wait until she's back with that. Uh, but anyways, what I was reading was, and, and again, I know this is probably nothing new to you, but, um, you know, there's over 350 dog breeds. Can you imagine that? Over three, now how did that happen, for one thing? You know, pack it back in time. How did that, you know, with evolution, how did that all happen? But a little over 350 specific dog breeds worldwide, all over the world. And I just want, I'm just kind of hungry for some history and how that all kind of came to be. And uh, I wonder if there's any one country, and I wonder if it's true with the United States, if any one country has all 350 breeds or, you know, right around there in that particular country. Or if many of these breeds are just specific to their own countries. But what I'm wondering about is, um, you know, people are so mobile now. You know, a lot of people work overseas or move overseas or move to the United States, whatever. And a lot of their, you know, often more now than before, pets come with. Pets are part of the family. And they and there's just no question about it. And, and they just come with. And so um, I'm just wondering just through mass... I don't want to say mass transit. What's my, what word do I want? Just mass migration or whatever. Just moving, basically humans moving from one place to another. If there's any one country that can actually say we have all the purebreds, you know, in the world, in our one country, you know, whether even if it's just one or two of that particular breed. I'm just curious. Does anybody know? I don't know. I don't know how I'd find out. I suppose I could Google, but um, but I'm just curious about that, you know? Can it can it be? I don't know. But um, but then of course you have uh mixed breeds. And where does this end? You know, I mean, once you add the mixed breeds in there, there's no way, I don't think, that you can put a number on it. I mean, you can say there's over 350 specific breeds of dogs, but there's no way, you know, I don't think that you can, when you think of all the different combinations that you can come up with, there's so many different types of hybrid breeds or mutt mixes or whatever. I think that would just be totally impossible. It would just be sort of never ending. And um, and yeah, but the bottom line is a dog is a dog is a dog. Every dog needs a home. And um, they all deserve love. 
Just like people, they all deserve shelter. Just like people, they all deserve health care. Just like people, they all deserve nutrition. Just like people shouldn't even be um, something that we second guess or whatever. So that may have, um, I may have let some of my political views come in through there when I added the people part, but, but whatever. I know I can do it safely on this station, AM 950. But anyways, um, you know, it's just, you know, I was just thinking about that. There's so many types of breeds. And then when you get them all mixed up, you know, it, um, yeah, it just could be never ending. How can you ever keep track of, of, um, of that? And then of course, the very specific mixed breeds that are designer breeds, I guess is, is the correct term for that. The Sheepa Doodles, the Golden Doodles, the Labradoodles, the Mini Doodles, the Bernadoodles, and I'm not quite sure how many other doodles are out there, but there's so many specific mixed breeds. Um, I know we took care of a Yorkie Pompoo one time. Um, not one time for, for his life, actually, um, while he was with us. Um, but but uh, but yeah, so there's all kinds. But anyways, I'm just that's just sort of where my mind was again, all about dogs. Um, so yeah, and I know... I don't know about you, pet appreciators, but I know that there's some people that are very, very specific about a, a certain breed. You know, they look it up, they do the research and that kind of thing. I've never experienced that as a pet owner. But again, all my pets come through, I should say, all but one. Mm, yep, kind of. Um, you know, come through um, my clients, you know, I've never gone out and said, you know, I'm going to do some research on a pet. I think I'm myself and my family are ready for a pet or whatever. And and now it's just me. You know, my my partner has passed away and my son is grown and, and this is his own pet owner and has his own family and that kind of thing. But I've never once, you know, been logical about it <laughs> or systematic about it or planned it out. They've all come through, through um, you know, clients. And a lot of them... Um, have passed away and it was just decided that you know when they're ill the dogs will come to me or they um they uh what was I gonna say they um you know uh, had life changes and just decided you know like a baby and it just decided they were totally overwhelmed and so the dog had to go and the dog came to me or once for sure I'm trying to think of it oh, yeah once for sure um, and this was a couple of years ago where, you know, the dog was dropped off for boarding and just the owner just never came back. And so, you know, that was the end of that. Um, and I don't think it was through a death. I think it was just some mental um, mental illness stuff. And so, um, thank goodness, uh, you know, that she felt comfortable, you know, going through a really hard time and she that she felt comfortable. I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision. And... Um, you know, it wasn't the most smoothest or whatever, but uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, me just kind of waiting for the owner to show up and me trying to get a hold of the owner and that kind of thing. But but at least I feel like there was some trust there and I feel good about that. But anyways, um, I know that we have um, a caller calling in, so I want to be able to get to that person here. Um, and again, uh, always feel free to call in. It's 952 946-6205. And we'll take this call here as soon as we get uh, get everything set up. And to me, pet appreciators, um, as long as it's not a medical thing, because I just can't give you any advice on that, you know, technically or legally, but, um, but definitely any other thing I'd love to brainstorm, you know, with you about that. Um, that's for sure. So... Um, it looks like Lynn is calling in from Minneapolis, and we'll get her on the line. Um, it looks like uh, she wants to talk about a new dog, a new dog in the neighborhood. Oh, I'd like to chat about that. I'm wondering if this is uh, – hi, Lynn. Are you the Lynn that Hello. I know? Hi, Lynn. How are you? <laughs> Good. 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 Happy morning to you. Happy Sunday morning. Yes, it's turning out to be a nice one. It's nice and sunny. Oh, well, it wasn't when I walked in the station down here in Eden Prairie. <laughs> so, it's uh, coming out. Sun is on its way. Well, um, good. Okay. Well, I have a question for you. Um, there's rumors that there's going to be a new dog in the neighborhood, and I was wondering what your ideas on that and how to, to you know, will it, do you think they'll be fine, or do you think that, you know, is there a special way or something that you know of that would be easy to, to meet the dog or what we sh- should do or shouldn't do or... 
you know, maybe not all at once, you know, greet them all at once, um, or just maybe meet them once, one, one at a time, or whatever you're thinking. Okay, well, uh, lots of questions, but all of them are like the right questions. Okay, so let me um, let me just give our, our audience just a little bit of background. Um, new dog in the neighborhood is what I see on the the um, the computer screen, and you know, uh, I'm assuming it, it's, it was kind of a fun term to use, and that you're referring to the assisted living place that you live. Where well, there's yeah. dogs. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So pet appreciators, the urban dog walks dogs at the, the assisted living place, met a few of them that are dog friendly, which, by the way, I think is so cool. Um, but anyway, so so rumor has it there's a new dog coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, well, you know, I think I think I'm going to approach this a little bit different, Lynn, than I would. You know, just like people moving in and out of apartment buildings and condo buildings, you know, because most of them are dog friendly. And I just think of, you know, I think of regular apartments and condos and dogs differently than I think about where you live differently. And I and I'm thinking in my head, I wonder why that is. But I think it has a lot to do with um, everybody's more cohesive there. It's more even though it's an assisted living place, everybody has their own space. Everybody's more like family. Even though you're in a building with your own units, everybody interacts, I think, differently than they do in an apartment or condo building. Does that make sense? And of course, it's commercial time. Oh my gosh, Lynn, can you hold on? Pet appreciators, I hope you can hold on too. We'll get right back to Lynn and her question right after the break. Total Dog Company has a great rewards program. It's called the Frequent Barker Card. You earn punches on the card based on the amount you spend, one punch for every $10. After you get 12 punches, you can redeem the card for $10 off a purchase. Everything we sell qualifies, so you get points and use points on things you really want. The Frequent Barker Program at Total Dog Company in New Hope, right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week's show starts with highlighting an idealist, federal judge Damon Keith, whose grandparents had been slaves. The big interview is with Daniel Blake, an idealist who will share an incredible story of survival and reprogramming following a series of strokes. I promise Dan will inspire you. I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging in real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Chances are, after spring cleaning, you missed a spot. A couple really big spots, like your roof and siding. Run your fingers across your siding. You'll likely get a gross residue. And your roof probably has some black streaks, too. Your roof and siding aren't always easy to clean, but they're definitely the most visible parts of your home that give it its curb appeal. So let Blue Sky Services clean your roof and siding. Blue Sky's safe, soft wash method won't cause any damages and will make your home look like new. Right now, Blue Sky Services is running their summer special where you can get your whole house, roof, and siding clean starting at only $447. That's the most viewed parts of your home clean for only $447. Then mention AM950 when you call Blue Sky Services to get an additional $50 off. So get the curb appeal back on your home and call Blue Sky Services at 952-467-2447. That's 952-467-2447. Tune in to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. We discuss national and local Native American news and events. Two hours is still not long enough. Join Robert Pilot, Wendy Pilot, and me, Uncle Curtis. Weekly correspondents include Winona LaDuke, John Greendeer, and Representative Mary Kanush Podine. Broadcast live AM 950, Saturdays 1 to 3 p.m. We'll be broadcasting live at the Minnesota State Fair, August 24th. At the International Market Bazaar. Brought to you by Robbins Kaplan and Ho-Chunk Nation. We are awake. My favorite meal of the day is breakfast, and for morning fiddles, I head to Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal. My favorite is either the rib scrambler, scrambled eggs with ribs, portobello mushrooms, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese, or the steak and eggs. My wife loves the pepper jack creamy grits and the stuffed avocados with poached eggs cradled in avocado halves. The kids love the French toast or the stuffed French toast filled with fruit and cream cheese. Top it off with coffee done my way from the Milton's coffee bar, and I'm ready for the day. Breakfast is waiting for you at Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal.
pet, pet appreciators. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. I am um, frantically taking notes here because we had a we have a caller, Lynn, calling in um, with a wonderful question about how how can everybody in a very communal kind of setting that's not quite the right word but um, adjust to a new dog moving in. Okay, so and I said, Lynn, you know, to me, I view. Uh, assisted living place is very different than condos and apartments where we deal with dogs all the time um, just because there's so many other factors. And and I'm hoping that I can be as cohesive as possible and kind of go in order, but I might jump around a little bit because I'm just frantically like, not frantically, but, you know, thinking of different, different things. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff this new dog will probably see that he or she doesn't see all that often. And that would be like walkers and electric wheelchairs and regular wheelchairs. Um, and so to me, um, yeah, so for, for, and, and for me, it's when I'm there with, with the dogs, it's just really important to, one, act as if those types of things are just normal. Nothing to be afraid of. Sometimes they'll make different noises, but nothing to be afraid of. And to be very, very careful with space, you know, in terms of walking around them um, and that kind of thing. Now, um, another thing to keep in mind is when this dog comes, I don't know how the owner, you know, I don't know, you know, if the owner is going to be real social or kind of keep to him or herself or if the family members are going to have take care of the dog during the day and stop by or if they're going to hire us like a lot of the owners there do. I don't know. But um, I think it's so important, one, um, to have the dogs when they meet one or two at a time and always do the butt first kind of thing. Smell the butt first. No face-to-face uh, contact right away. Because, you know, the new dog coming in is going to be, you know, whether it's a happy personality or a, or a shy one, it's still going to be a new environment and with new smells, new things to see, um, you know, figuring out where to go to the bathroom, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that um, just to keep that in mind, that that dog is probably going to be the one that we have to pay the most attention to. How is it going to respond in a new situation? And um, and that many people are older there with limited mobility. And so it's just really careful everybody I think just needs to be really careful about, you know, maybe not putting your hand in front of the dog, even though the dog might seem friendly, you might want to reach out your hand and say, Oh, you want to come sniff? Can I pet you? Blah, blah, blah. But that might need to happen a little bit later, unless the dog is showing very clear signs that it's very friendly and comfortable. Um, Because with limited mobility, of course, you don't want to, um, um, uh, you know, I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where you can't back off fast, you know, in case the, yeah, the yeah. Um, whatever. But you know what else I was thinking about your environment that I think is different than regular condos and um, apartments is that there's an awful lot of places where there's food, you know, food on the <laughs> counter, fruits and, you know, veggies, you know, for the the residents there and, you know, walking past the cafeteria and sometimes through the cafeteria, um, the restaurant, whatever. Um, Lots and lots of birthday parties that happen in the main area where, you know, you'd have to walk the dogs past. And just how is that dog going to respond, you know, in terms of being around all that food, you know, that to me is a really big thing. Um, So hopefully, you know, the management there you know, can give the owners, you know, a little bit of a heads up, you know, hey, there's a lot of food around. How is your dog around food? Um, How is your dog in elevators if they know how they act in elevators? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of dogs haven't been in elevators before. Yes, unless you've lived in an apartment. But a lot of these, especially coming with with their owners, have lived in their homes, you know, the home where they've raised their kids or whatever. And there's a fenced in backyard and it's going to be a really big adjustment. Um, yeah. For some of them, depending on their personality. So, um, so yeah. But I just think that the most relaxed environment as possible, f- finding out if there's any issues with food, because obviously some of the food there too, I mean, not just food aggression with the dog, but I'm thinking some of the food served can be toxic, you know, it's just hanging out yeah. on a table or whatever. And, um, you know, those are things that that they need to be paying attention to as well. Um and plus, 
you know, like in apartments and condos, dogs will see each other, you know, and they'll see other owners and blah, blah, blah. But it's usually pretty fast paced and people aren't usually hanging out in the hallway. You know, they might go down and get their mail and see somebody or whatever, whatever. But at, at your place, and I'm sure with other assisted living places, there's so many common areas where there's a lot of people together all the time, whether they're working on puzzles or playing cards or celebrating birthdays or you have musical musical performances, um, arts and craft classes. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happen there. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I easy does it in some ways, you know, just for that adjustment and, um, and just one or two dogs, I think, at a time. Um, but for sniffing, it's kind of a funny thing to say, yeah, but yeah. it's the safest way. What what are what are some things that I miss, Lynn? Oh golly, <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything? I, mean, I I never thought of the food, but you're right. There's always food around or dropped on the floor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the smells. Yeah, and to me, you know, the the type of leashes are so important. For me, no matter what, but even more important there, like a retractable leash just wouldn't work. I don't think, you know, too many wheelchairs, too many things to maneuver around. Um, and you just want total, complete control, I think, in that situation. So, yeah, but um, but yeah, that's that's what I would I would say. And I don't know, you know, the dogs that are there now, I don't really see any of them being super extra protective, like this is their home. You know, they're going to be super extra protective. And, you know, like a dog at a regular house, they don't, um, you know, it's not like you have 50, 60 people coming through all the time. So I I don't know if the dogs there would would be very defensive at all and protective of their home. But um, it's just something to keep an eye on too, body language and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I know there's some people that are afraid of dogs here too. So that's you know you, we kind of try to steer away from those. Right, right. Just be respectful of that. We don't know they could have been bit as a child or something, and they've carried that fear along. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and and different staff. You know, I mean, I'm sure most most people who choose to work in an assisted living place or a nursing home don't necessarily think at the top of their mind, oh, I'm going to be working next to dogs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably not the first <laughs> thing they think of. And so maybe there's some staff there too. <clears throat> yes. But um, I I feel you as an owner and, and the other owners there that have dogs that we you know affiliate with through my business, I just feel like um, everybody has done such a great job, you know, that they're always thinking about Pets first, how are they going to respond? What can we do? Blah, 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 blah. And um, I just uh, I, I just hope with the new dog coming in, um, you know, that, that all will go smoothly there, too. Because that would be very stressful, I think, if, if the dog was not able to adjust. It would be stressful, you know, overall. But I think just being with their owners is probably the very healthiest thing that could happen. And hopefully that transition will go smooth. But I appreciate mm-hmm. your call. And, and you can always call me. Um you know, if, if there's something that comes up with that issue later or whatever. But we are going into another commercial break, Pet Appreciators. We do have another caller, um, another caller from Minneapolis. And so, oh, this looks like a cool topic. Um, okay, so we'll uh, we'll get right to that next caller. But Lynn, thank, thank you kindly and thank you for being so caring and thinking ahead and, and um, trying to prevent any issues that might come up. Good for you. Way to go. Thank you for your help. Yeah, you have a great day. You too, thanks. Stay with uh, with us, pet appreciators. Just a short commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Evelyn. Dad, don't make me do what you made Charlie do. You want to drive, right? Fine. My dad is cooler than all YouTube and Instagram celebrities combined. Matt McNeil. That's lit. Whatever. I'm getting ready to start my behind-the-wheel driver's training, and my dad says the only vehicles he wants me learning in are Toyotas. Fine with me, because I love them, too. The vehicles I trust for my young children are the vehicles I trust for their own driving adventure. It's safety and security you can't beat. Test drive a fantastic Toyota today at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 west of the downtown in Golden Valley. Next time on Philosophy Talk, reading the troubled past. I'll say it's troubled all those xenophobic, misogynistic, racist books. So you think we should just stop reading everything in the Western canon? Well, you think we should keep reading the Western canon? Well, yeah, you know, those books still have things to teach us and questions to ask us and conversations to make us part of. Yeah, conversations about straight white males. Reading the troubled past. Next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk. Every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950. 
Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Experience cozy fireside dining at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul, specializing in fresh seafood, fire-roasted meats and pizzas all cooked over an oak-burning fire, and salads and sandwiches, too. Join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime. Offering 20 fresh, never frozen burger varieties, more than 60 beers on tap, and happy hours twice daily, Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoe's.com. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday, we bring you science philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be mostly cloudy with a high near 76. All tonight's clear with a low around 56. Tomorrow's sunny with a high near 80. Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 84. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 78. And Thursday, sunny with a high near 78. During standard heating and air conditioning state fair sale, you can get a new AC for just $2,400 with the purchase of a new high-efficiency furnace. Restrictions apply. Learn more about this great state fair sale at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. Welcome back, pet appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's just me today. No Dr. Nicole, just me, Kathy Menard, your host, um, and, and all of you, which makes it really extra special. I appreciate Lynn calling in. We've got another caller, and I hope more of you call in, um, and the number is 952-946-6205. We're going to get Chris on the line calling from Minneapolis as well, and her comment has to do with dog with cone help. Okay, so you know what I thought of? This is a little slightly embarrassing, but my I saw the word cone, and you know where my mind went? To the Haagen-Dazs caramel cone flavor <laughs> of ice cream that I ate last night. And I was thinking, after I ate it, I thought, I'm going to have to do this again. You know, I really um, I really decided I like that flavor. And that's where my mind went. I thought, oh my God, uh, cone, Haagen-Dazs caramel cone. And that's, that's where my mind went. But then um, I'm sure Chris... Is calling about a dog or a cat and something to do with a cone. So, Chris, um, no ice cream, but what 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 are what are your issues here with dog cone help? Well, actually, that is my favorite flavor. <laughs> do you <laughs> do you like that too? Oh yeah, I love it. Oh my god! And it comes in individual things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. The little single serving. Yes, and you know what happened one time? Because um, I like. I like it. I'm not really a big ice cream person, but for some reason that has the right amount of everything in it. Like every single bite you get like some crunchy mm-hmm. good good stuff. And um and you know what happened one time? I bought it along with some other things. Probably dog food, whatever, cat food. And um I went to the truck and I started to drive away and I thought, "Oh, I got to have that ice cream." And it wasn't in the bag. And I thought, "Oh my god." So I went back into the store and I just, you know, explained the situation and showed them my receipt and I said, I just can't find the ice cream. And she said, you know what, that's our fault. We, you know, um, we realized that after you left. And you know what they did? They went back and got it for me, but then they gave me another one too. And I I know. I had two. (laughs) I loved it. 
But I would never buy two at a time like that because then you'd have to eat it and everybody would think, God, you're a pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but I was just like, oh, I'm so glad you you understand my oh, yeah. ice cream needs. <laughs> but anyways, let's go ahead. Dog with cone help. What can we help with? Um, my dog is an older dog and he has a hot spot that, you know, and they, they tell you at the vet, they tell you about how to care for the hot spot and to keep it dry and to keep him from messing with it because he'll lick it and that'll just make it worse. And what they don't tell you, though, is how to cope with a dog with a cone because I ended up putting the cone on. It was the only way I could keep him from from licking or digging or just paying attention to his to his hip. And first, he looks so forlorn, and second... He, you know, there, there are places, I live in an apartment, and there are places that he usually goes that he can't really get to, and he keeps running into things, and I know it's frustrating for him, and I'm not sure if, if there's a, is there an easy way, or is there a way, to, a way to make life easier for my dog while he's wearing the cone? I'm not even sure he can get to his water dish with it. Right. Oh, it's... It's harder, I think, on the owners than sometimes the dogs. So right off the bat, I'm going to make a suggestion. And you can just decide what you want to do with that or not. But then I also have a lot of other suggestions with the actual cone. Now, um, oh, and then two pet appreciators. Chris from Minneapolis, I'm sure, is not the only one dealing with this because August is just horrendous, isn't it? For like... The, the seasonal type allergies for dogs, the yep. ragweed in particular, um, that's a big issue. So, but I bet there's a lot of veterinarians, um, you know, shaving hot spots and, you know, getting the hair out of the way and, and sometimes medication and, and, and a lot of dogs with the cone issues. Um, so number one, you're not alone. Um, and number two, pet, pet owners, especially if you're new pet owners, this is a sort of a, an itchy scratchy time um every august whatever grows or whatever plants are you know spreading stuff or whatever emitting stuff or whatever this is just a really bad time so just pay attention to it you know but my first thought is now you did mention i think you mentioned it's an older dog yes okay so i would bet that um hearing and eyesight would be even more compromised with the cone on as well. So my initial thoughts is to, um, if you can hightail it over to a pet store and buy those inflatable donut ones. They look like mini inner tubes and it just goes around their neck like an oversized necklace, but it fits real snug. And it, and it does the same thing. The dog cannot turn around or bend. Well, they can, but they can't reach the hot spot. Um, now, if it's on their paws, they could probably still reach their front paws. So then that wouldn't necessarily help with that. But um, but if it's on the back legs or the hip, you know, like sort of that lower hip area, you know, it seems to be very, very common. Um, and, you know, they can lick and lick and lick until it bleeds and gets pussy and that kind of stuff. So just keep an eye, pet appreciators, if you see your dog itching, move the hair around a little bit and just kind of see what is going on here um, before it gets too worse. Uh, it gets worse. But um, I would try the donut. I don't know if it has an official name, but it really truly does look like a donut or an inner tube. So I would invest in that. I don't know how you blow it up, but maybe you just blow air in it. I had no idea they even had those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think they can still they could see better, and they might still bump into stuff, but it would be much more minimal. Much more minimal. Yeah, it it, it kind of yeah. They're they're like inner tubes or donuts, you know. So um, so I would invest in that and, and just make sure that I don't know if you, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to just blow it up like a balloon because it'd probably take a while. But maybe there's a kind that you can buy that has a little near little plug, near pump it up, you know, kind of thing. And maybe yeah. that would work slick. But in the meantime, you've got this cone on your head or his head, his or her head, and and. The most important thing, obviously, is don't touch that hot spot. Um, and so would it be helpful if you kept a leash on him 
a lighter weight leash, and he would just have to drag that around, but you could always easily grab it and just kind of steer him a little bit. If, if you think, oh, he's getting up now, I know he's going to go towards, you know, the water bowl, and, you know, he's going to crash into the corner on the way. Maybe just, you know, if you're around, you can kind of help steer him a little bit with the leash. Um um, and you know, another thing is just, he, he should, he should be able to get to his food and water. And I suppose you can always take it off if he's really hungry or thirsty and you just want him to do that. Um, but he should be able to, and I would look at, I don't know what kind of bowls you have at home, but if there's any sort of bowls that are smaller and more flat, you know, like more, uh, hmm, not like a regular dog bowl because those, you know, if the cone is wide enough, they can still put their head and the cone can go around, all the way around the dog bowl. So it's kind of like adjusting what the bowls are, you know. Maybe you have to get, you know, something from your cupboard and maybe he has to eat out of a plate. And if you're worried about water, maybe you want to mix in some water. If he's not fussy, fussy about his texture of his food, you might want to, if you can get him to eat food, it might be better to mix in a little bit of water just to make sure he's getting some you know, water into his, uh, and staying hydrated there. Um, and yeah, so I'm not sure if those are helpful at all. And of course, going up and down stairs, you know, would be very helpful with, um, a leash as well, just to be his, his seeing eyes, you know, his eyes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, stairs were really a problem this morning. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And in time, that hot spot will heal. And in time, August will turn into September, <laughs> but not quite yet. So. And his poor, his poor hip will, it's the, you know, the bald spot part is just really hard because he's got such pretty hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, did, I just found, um, I just found the, it's called an inflatable recovery dog collar. And yeah, and I found that online. So that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, that's a heck of a name. Um, they probably should have just stuck with Donut. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you can get that purchased soon, just more, because it sounds like it's, it's hard on you, too, especially when they're older. You know, they have their limitations already, and you don't want them to be limited anymore, you know, so it's hard. It's hard to see them like that. But, you know, that hot spot getting worse would be a bigger issue. So yeah, I would uh, recommend that cone for sure. Thank you. I had no idea. Yeah, you never know what people are inventing out there. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. Oh, it does. Yeah, it won't be. It's not something you'd use for the front paws if if it, anything ever comes up with the front paws. But definitely right. t- turning around, trying to reach in the back. That's great because yeah, I did. I tried a soft cone, but it was black, and he couldn't see anywhere, and it was making him nuts. So. Yeah, that would yeah, it would be like in total darkness all the time. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, all he could see was the you know directly in front of him, and that was that was not a happy moment. So. No, no, not for anybody. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. All right. Well, good luck, and I hope your your you. your senior dog here can be on the mend soon. And and you know, if you have anything like in your yard or whatever that is ragweed or or other things that you might find on. Um, the, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, toxic plants or annoying plants or something like that. You know, maybe the ASPCA website might have something like that. You know, it might be worth it to see if the management company can pull some of that stuff out of the yards, you know, along the sides of the buildings or whatever, because they're pretty rampant this time of year. Yeah. So and for my sake, too, because I've got the same allergies. Oh, no. Well, you need some joy and, and uh, less annoying things in your household. So I wish you a very happy day, okay? Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Sure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, Pat appreciates. We're going to get right to the next caller. Hi, this is Pat from Minneapolis, too. So Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. And Pat, um, I want to welcome you to the Pet Connection Show. Thank you so much for calling in. And it looks like, oh, wow. Um, the word cone is in this um, computer information, too. We just got done talking about cones. So cones with older dogs and toe grips. I'd love to talk about that again. Pat, it's Kathy. And what is your question? Well, I just was commenting on the... Uh, I missed the first part of the program. I think you were talking about um, older dogs and um, 
the what I, I caught part of the conversation that you just had um, about cones, and uh, I know you've been talking about the donut things, and I, I had actually tried that with my older dog, and um, it, it's certainly better than the cone, but he he was still able to get to his hot spot, <laughs> which was on his back paw, um, even with the with the uh, with the donut thing. Um, and I kind of finally gave up on that, which wasn't my my vet wasn't very happy with me. But he's been he's been uh, he, he he still keeps licking that spot on his back paw, and I think it's because not because of an allergy thing, but because he was originally had an injury there, and it just never completely healed. But um, one thing I, that really surprised me, I recently got toe grips for him, and um, he. Uh, it, it, I, my vet says a lot of people have just found that miraculous. And I'd like older dogs so much. Yes, and I'd like to touch base on that again. I've heard the same thing, but we are going into commercial break. Can you hang on, maybe two minutes? Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Did you realize that Drink in the Style is available on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast platform out there? You can listen to past episodes of Drink in the Style, or maybe download our really cool martini glass graphic, or just listen to your favorite episode again and again. But if you do, I need to ask you for a quick favor. Hop online and give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show and also boosts my fragile ego. Drink in the Style. It's a great way to kill Sundays or really anytime at all. At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can go solar with all energy solar, even way up north in Minnesota. Lots of people ask them, isn't Minnesota too cloudy for solar? No. The truth? For one thing, Minneapolis gets nearly as much sun each year as Houston, Texas. But it isn't just about how much sun you get. It's also about having access to great local incentive programs that make solar affordable. Learn what your options are to save with solar and visit allenergysolar.com today. sticking with us pet appreciators and if you're just catching the last part of the show here you're listening to the pet connection show here on am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota and it's me kathy menard your host here dr nicole is off pat is on the line calling from minneapolis and wanted to add a little bit about the cones which i think you already did from our previous caller and then you were talking about toe grips so tell me about that the only time i've heard of toe grips i don't know if i've heard of toe grips before but What came to my mind was they look like toenail coverings to put on cats for people 
who um, really, really, really want their cats to be declawed, but they really shouldn't be declawed. And so the toe cap capping things keep, you know, keep the cats from when they scratch, they're not going to damage the furniture. And that's my only uh, my only experience with anything like that. So t- tell me more, Pat, about pet toe grips. Oh. I never heard about those, but these are these are supposed to help a dog keep. Uh, they're they're like these little rubber rings that go uh, one goes over each nail, and it's supposed to help a dog keep um, keep keep upright, like an older dog with arthritis who whose legs give out and that kind of thing, or who who slip around a lot. Um, it it helps them with their traction. Um, and uh, some people have said, I guess, that it, there's just, it's like a miracle how much it helps an older dog. Um, but I haven't found it to be a miracle with my dog, although it does help. But the thing that I found amazing, and this is how it relates back to the cone thing, is that um, he stopped licking his hotspot. Um, and it's, it's healing now. Um, and I, I guess it must be because he has like a, a neurological condition where he doesn't always turn his paw over, so sometimes it drags on the top of the paw drags on the ground. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, so that's irritating the hot spot, and then he starts licking it. And with the toe grips, I guess, I mean, I assume that's what's happening. With the toe grips, he's just, he's not doing that anymore, so it's it, it's not be getting irritated. And so that has helped a lot. I mean, they're, they're definitely worth the investment. That's another great invention. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like in my mind, I was like trying to like visualize it. I, I think I was following you carefully, but like when you said your your older dog, okay, so the paw would drag. So in my mind, I can see a paw doing that. And mm-hmm. then with the toe grips on, does it kind of like, I don't know how big they are. So I, I, I'm curious for you if you could. They're just these little rings that go over each. It actually makes them look, once they're on, it makes them look like his toenails are painted. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but the tip of the claw is still, it goes over the claw, so it doesn't cover the tip of the claw so, or over the nail. So it's really like a ring that you'd put on your finger. Right, yeah. And so exactly. with your dog, like with those rings on, does it sort of like help stabilize the paw so it doesn't flip over and I drag guess- again? That must be what's happening. I, I can't really tell. I mean, all I've done is I've noticed that that he's not looking at the sore spot anymore. Um, and I, so I couldn't figure out why that would connect with the toe grips. But my brother was suggesting maybe that's why, because he's got the better traction now, so his paw isn't turning over, and it's not dragging on the ground um, like it was before. I don't. That's all I can figure, but... It's, so you bought something for one thing, and it turned out to help something else. That was a good right, purchase, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so tell me though, is it something that you leave on? Okay. Now you yeah, know you leave it on all the time. I actually, they told me at the vet that I, they ordered them, and uh, but but um, then they told me I could put them on myself, or I could bring it in and have a tech put them on, and I did that, and that. I'm so glad I did because it took two texts, like a half hour, to get him all on. And uh, he wasn't even resisting like a lot of dogs would. <laughs> so, so I would definitely invest in the, the vet putting them on. But, they, yeah, they stay on all the time except when he has, you know, when, when he needs a bath and a, a nail trim. Um, but other than that, they stay on all the time. Is it something that you can only order through the veterinarian? No, you, I think you can just get them online. It's not a prescription thing or anything like that. Are they plastic or kind of a thick rubber? They're kind of rubber, I think. Yeah, like a rubber. Yeah. And there's no issue at all with them being, you know, um, I know that you said that they, they come off during a bath, but like uh, getting dirty and causing an infection or anything. I, I wondered about that too, but apparently not. Um, they haven't had problems like that. It's it's something I kind of watch though. I watch his paws just to make sure that it doesn't look like anything's getting stuck in there or anything. But and, so far, it seems just fine. And every and um, because I want to start recommending this here. But um, <laughs> uh, do you just in case somebody asks me, 
do they fall off easily that you have to put them back on, or are they just kind of solidly on there? They So far, they haven't. I've been watching for that, too, um, because they told me that could happen, and so there's extra ones that come in the package um, in case you in case you have to replace them. So far, that hasn't happened, but, you know, he's not a very active dog. Maybe with a more active dog, that might be more likely to happen. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Who would have thought, right? Okay, yeah. so that was like, yeah, an extra special bonus for you. But who would have yeah. thought, except for a veterinarian who studies the bone structure and muscle structure of a paw on a dog, mm-hmm. who would think that something on their toes would help balance everything out and in the mean and as an added benefit give some strength to the back legs? Who would have thought yeah. that? It had to have yeah. been a veterinarian. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because who would think of the bone structure and the muscles and how everything has to kind of work together there? And why rings on toes? I don't know. But maybe they were thinking (laughs) that there has to be some sort of structure to it. And the only thing that you could clasp anything to would be a a claw. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, they have to be put on in just such a way that the rubber hits the ground, you know. So it's it can't be too high or too low on the nail. It has to be... You know, it has to come between the the nail and the ground, so for the traction. You know, so well, yeah. <laughs> well, who would have thought that if you're going into veterinarian uh, tech tech field, um, that that's one of the things that you're going to learn the exact yeah. placement of a rubber, rubber ring and a claw to help with arthritis. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Even though you can get them without a vet, I'm not sure if I would do it without without asking a vet first though because I, I'm concerned too about the types of things you said like you know possibility of something getting stuck in there and getting an infection and all that I think I'd I, I think I'd always want to talk to a vet first before I put them on but I think that's yeah. excellent advice exactly I mean if it's got to be on pretty precise mm-hmm. let an expert do it and then I was thinking yeah. too when I had asked you know if they um you know, how snug they were or whatever, because if they came off, I could see like on a small, not a smaller dog, but, um, you know, in a more active dog, they could maybe want to pick it off yeah. and swallow it. And then yeah. is it toxic? You know what I mean? So I don't know, or choking yeah, right. size oh, or whatever. I never thought of that. Yeah. That's well, right. success story for you. I'm happy for you. That's fantastic for you and your pup <laughs> and pet appreciators. It is the end of the show. Um, It's still Sunday, though, so I hope everybody has an absolutely fabulous end to the weekend. Take good care, everybody.